I'm Carrington Vanston. And I'm Mike McGinnis. And this is No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast. Isn't it, Mike? Isn't it? Admit it. I admit that it is, Carrington. I knew you'd admit it. I knew I'd break you down. I have a low tolerance for pain and that sort of thing, <laughs> so I, I give immediately. Low tolerance for pain, and we chose the wrong game this week because there was beaten up happening. Oh, boy, yes. Um, <laughs> I have plenty of gripes about this game, as I do with most games. I have a particular gripe about this game because of how I was first playing it. I have joystick complaints to make, um, but then I did well when I switched. Okay, but we'll get to that in just a minute. First, we have feedback. We do have feedback. Um, let me see. Well, a lot of our feedback has to do with our contest we were running. Mm. We have a contest ongoing to give away a copy of an Atari book. Well, I can never remember what the book is. What's the book, Mike? Atari Incorporated Business is Fun by Kurt Vendel and Marty Johnston. Sure. Why not? I want to say Sorry that if too. I got your name wrong, Marty. Anyway. <laughs> So, yes, we are giving away a copy of book to anybody who interacted interacted with us in the last week and a half or so. And by my count, between email to me, email to you, email to both of us, Facebook, Twitter, Carrier Pigeon, all of that, shouting at us in the streets, uh, it was a total of 41 people have entered. So everybody has a very good chance to win. Well, should we just get right to it and pick a winner? Um. I think we'll hold off a second. I'm going to call out two of the people who entered. I think are worth talking about. A sort of a first and a last. First would be the first guy who uh, noticed that we forgot to mention the contest last week, <laughs> which would be Christopher. Sorry, folks. <laughs> yes. And Chris uh, uh, Tichinel, I think the last name is pronounced. And he is one of my favorite entries because he sent us a handmade picture um, or a picture of a, a handmade kung fu warrior guy from the game that we're playing this week, made out of something called perler beads, which um, I had to look up what they are, <laughs> little crafting beads. And it was totally awesome. It was very, very cool looking. Nice. Yeah, I really liked it. And when he sent it to us on Twitter first, I think, I thought it was just something he had found on the net that was just a, a really cool apropos picture. So I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, it was only in reading his email that I realized he had actually made it. And so I was super doubly impressed. Yeah, I thought it was just some digital creation that, that he'd thrown together with graphic converter or something like that. Yeah. It was too good for something that somebody could actually make by hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very impressed. Well, I have no talent, so I assume nobody else around me has any talent either. <laughs> it's a good assumption. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And um, and then the I'll also call it the, the last entry. So the latest one we got just, you know, a few hours before recording, Patrick uh, Stahl wrote in saying that he's thinking that he's probably too late for this. They should listen to the podcast over the weekend. But no, I've written back to him that he was not too late. You're wrong, and Patrick. <laughs> you're wrong. You're in the contest, <laughs> but you're wrong. We're calling you out on air. Um, but I really liked his email because uh, he was talking about some stuff that sort of relates to No Quarter and also relates to uh, like other podcasts that, that we do, the whole retro computing thing, because he talks about how what what's – He's one of those typically silent listeners, he says, who devoutly listens to the podcast. And what, what's drawn him out here, he says, uh, but the Atari book has enticed me to come out of my shell and send an email. So I really liked 
when it's like some particular thing that motivates somebody to to reach out to us. So he says, uh, what I can say, I am an old Atari. What, oh, sorry. What can I say? I'm an old Atari person. I currently own three Atari consoles. He's got a 7800, a Jaguar and a Flashback 2. And that is, I wrote to him, the best of the flashbacks to get. And he's got an Atari uh, 130XE. Also, his first computer back in the day was an 800XL, followed by a 520ST, a Mega ST2, and then he jumped into the Amiga 1200 and then like moved to PCs. But like that is an old school Atari guy. So I can see why it would motivate him to write in. Yeah, that's quite the collection. I'm, I know, yeah. I'm a little like, bit envious. I know, me too. And I'm not even an Atari guy. Like you, yeah, you and me, like, we're, we're Apple II guys. But Atari... It's always been a company I really like. It's always been, they've made tons of games back in the day. I adored. I was a, like, you know, I love the old Atari game consoles, of course. And the Atari 800, which I think I talked about on RCR recently or some, some other podcast recently. I talked about how the original Atari 800 remains one of my absolute favorite computer form factors. I just think it's amazing looking, even though I barely have any use and any uh, experience actually using one. So, but I, I still love it anyway. <laughs> Maybe if I used it, I wouldn't like it anymore. I don't know, <laughs> but I love it. So anyway, I thought it was a nice email because it's nice when um, we sort of hear about, I love it when people write in to talk about their personal experiences with, you know, games that they had or computers or consoles or, um, you know, particular arcades or that kind of stuff. That's my favorite kind of feedback. So I really enjoyed his email. Definitely. So anyway, we have 41 eager beaver listeners vying for just one tiny book. Now, should so, we make them wait till the end of the podcast? Uh, oh, you evil bastard. I know. You magnificent yeah. evil bastard. <laughs> yes, we should. Everybody, stay tuned. <laughs> gotcha. I uh, like it. Well, of course, we got uh, a number of uh, comments on our Facebook page about the shows that we've been doing, and we appreciate every every one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I did want to address this one personally. We had, we had mentioned uh, we, we played Rampart recently, and, and it was so good. It was, and somebody else had mentioned that there was another game similar to it called Warlords, and I said that I had never heard of it. And Randall Gelking replied in in caps uh, on, on on the Facebook page: "Mike's never heard of Warlords." No, Randall, I haven't. And just for that, you're being withdrawn from the contest. Yeah. <laughs> We're down to 40 people. No, that's not <laughs> I'm true. just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, this is that's just <laughs> not one that I've, I've heard of. And I actually fired up the ROM for uh, Warlords this week uh, just to kind of take a peek at it. And we will be playing that one soon. I really enjoyed the few minutes that I spent with it. Wait, when you looked at it, you still hadn't known it before? I figured you just weren't recalling it. When you looked at the game, no, you'd go, oh, uh, I know that game. For whatever reason, Warlords is not, you know, and I, I'm sure I walked passed it in a hundred arcades a hundred times. It's just never one that registered with me as one that I want to play or that I should remember, I guess. Wow. And it was one of the big paddle game titles for the Atari 2600 console as well. Well, I never had a, an Atari 2600, so that doesn't surprise me that I wouldn't okay. know it from that. There you go. Because it, it was sort of big in the arcades and then really big as a console, as a home console thing too. So I'm really surprised you never encountered it because it is, it's an example of a game that's especially as multiplayer, just like Rampart, incredibly fun. Warlords multiplayer is awesome. That That is one to fire up with a group, I think, and play as well. Maybe we'll try a Kansas Fest or something, because so good. So good. Sure, sure. Okay, onward and upward. Onward and upward through our five-story pagoda. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, obviously this week we played Kung Fu Master. 
when I suggested this game uh, last week to to my partner Carrington here, <laughs> I was thinking of a different game entirely. I was actually oh. thinking of Karate Champ. Oh, I love Karate Champ. I'm not nearly as good at Karate <laughs> Champ though. And uh, I wish that we had played Karate <laughs> Champ. This is this is another game that I, I remember playing this once or twice in the arcade and not liking it. And the reasons why I didn't like it came back rather quickly to me as we as I played through this time. That is so funny because Karate Champ is a game that I like way more than Kung Fu Master, but I'm way better at Kung Fu Master than Karate <laughs> Champ. Karate Champ just I'm for some reason I'm terrible at it, but I love it. So definitely a game we'll want to play in, in a future podcast. Sure. Now, uh unlike certain other titles that we've played in the past and that I have complained about endlessly and incessantly, uh this is not one that I hate. I just I guess I'm just kind of apathetic about it. I mean, I played it, and it's kind of a eh, game. There were some things that really annoyed me about it and probably will keep me from ever playing it again. How can you um, not like a game that says, yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons, actually. <laughs> I like, I like oh, that sound. Oh, so annoying. Yeah. So annoying. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I hated that. <laughs> well, just put on some headphones. I, I, I get into it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I ended up doing. I, I had to turn the sound off. Um and and just crank up some 8-bit weapon. And I found that when I did that, oh, nice. I was a lot less annoyed. And so I did better in the game. But also, good choice. Yes, when in doubt, fire up the 8-bit weapon. Yeah, nice. Totally. So, yeah, that that bugged me. And it just felt like there was some kind of, some shoddy coding. You know, like, for example, in, in the in the attract mode, when they're when you're going through, and um, there's, a, there's a scene on uh, in attract mode where the knife thrower shows up and throws a couple of knives at you, and you duck it, and it goes right through... The princess yes. you're supposed to rec- rescue. And when you're playing the game, it's the same situation where the knife hits you, but it doesn't, if you avoid it, it doesn't hit the enemies behind you. Um, there were some situations where I was, I was close enough. I, I took a, a close look at it. I could see the pixels were actually crossing, but it wasn't <laughs> registering that I was hitting the bad guy. <laughs> Sucker. Now, I wonder if that's a resolution thing, though. Are you playing it? Like, what kind of monitor were you playing it on? Uh, I'm just playing it on MAME, uh, on my iPad. Yeah. So that's the thing is I wonder if it gets screwed up a bit because of, you know, it's scrolling out to a larger resolution. So it's separating things or. It's possible because again, this is another case where the, the MAME emulation showed it as that tall rectangle, but the, the screen resolution is actually, actually uh, 256 by 256. So it's a square. Well, but also might not have been square pixels though. No, those pixels, those crazy pixels. Uh, so yeah, didn't care about this game. Never going to play it again. <laughs> we found another Sinistar. No, I like this game. I like definitely, um, one thing we have to talk about is the fact that this is, according to all the sources I read, the first sideways scrolling beat em up game. So essentially this kicks off an entire, uh, lineage of games that have continued to this day. So, and this was the first of those. If that's true, then the, the beat-em-up class of side-scrolling arcade games got off to a rough start. Well, okay. And it's definitely a, a, a not a particularly polished game um, compared to later beat-em-ups. And, and I am more of a fan of the beat-em-up game than I am the fighter. Like, I'm not the – I was never a big fan of the fighting games, although I love Karate Champ, one of the, the earliest one of those. But, you know, when you get into the Virtua Fighter games – 
I'm just too crappy at those. And the little 14 year old kids would come up and, and say, I'm in puberty. I'll kick your ass. And they're all twitchy and they're way faster than old man Carrington. And it's not fun, right? Whereas this right. a game I can play. And by the way, folks, there's a pro tip right there. We will not be reviewing many fighter games on this podcast. Because <laughs> we're too old. <laughs> we'll have to have like some guest hosts come on, like, like sure. kids yeah. who still have. <laughs> You know, muscles that work and fingers that move, <laughs> and not just like us old geriatric guys. So yeah. So, but it, uh, so the idea of this game for people who haven't played it and haven't been now scared off by Mike's words is it is essentially you are playing through uh the big scene from the movie uh, from the Bruce Lee movie Game of Death. So he's going to make his way through the pagoda fighting bad guys trying to make him way to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So that's kind of what's going on here. It, it really is clearly Game of Death redone. You're um, playing a, a, the one Kung Fu master. Your gal Sylvia has been abducted by people. Oh. And, and you get this letter. I love the English. Uh, oh, so great. Is that racist for me to say English? I, it is. No, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's this, you get this crazy letter that Mr. X or whatever is stolen. You have to come by the, and so anyway, you're no, off no, to no, rescue no, we have your to, We actually have to do this. A Kung Fu master, Thomas and Sylvia were suddenly attacked by several unknown guys. Oh, Sylvia no. was kidnapped by them. Later, Thomas found a letter from X. He is an inhabitant of the devil's temple. Now, at this point, that's all you get. If you want the rest of the English, you have to drop a quarter in the machine. I love it. So once the game starts, it says, Your love, Sylvia, is in custody now. If you want to save your dear, dear Sylvia's life, come to the Devil's Temple at once. Five sons of the devil will entertain you. Yes, they will. And those are the five bosses that you meet at the end of... One is at the end of each of the levels of this pagoda. So you go across the first floor. If you beat them, then you march up these stairs like an angry father telling your kids to go to bed. Like there's this weird march you do. And then you come back along the the next floor, the opposite direction. You fight another boss and then you move up to the fifth level to try to save Sylvia. So the main guys you fight are sort of wave after wave of kung fu grunts who are called grippers officially, I guess. And, and they will come up and try to fight you. But mostly they're going to try to hug you. Yeah, that's, so, I, I found that very strange because they're it, kind of wrestlers. Well, yeah, they just sort of grab you and drain your energy, and, and, they, and they all grab, and then they all pile on, and every big hug, group hug. <laughs> yes, you know, you to, it's at great. that point in the game. There's not a lot of kung fu going on. No, um, there's just hugging, but it's a, it's a draining hug. It's the hug of a vampire, and you have to wiggle your joystick back and forth really quickly to shake them off. So the object is, of course, to either kick them or punch them before they can hug you, so you're knocking them out. And there's also also these young boys for some reason. They're called tom toms, and they're green. These little guys that are lower, so they're lower than your punch, and you have to do a a, a crouching kick, this little floor sweep to get them. But they also jump later on. It's a real pain because I, I find I can't, I don't think you're, you're able to hit them other than when they're on the ground because I'll punch and kick in the air and I don't get them at all. So they start on level two. Um, and you sort of make your way through and then there's these, uh, like I said, the, these five masters you're going to fight. I can't get past the fourth master. So just no matter what I do, I can never do it in the arcade. I can't do it now. By then I'm just, you know, too dead and too slow. So I can make it. When, when I have a really good game, I can make it to the end of the fourth floor, but I have never made it to the fifth floor class. Well, you made it quite a bit further than I did. I usually got about halfway through the second floor. Right. Well, the second floor, like a lot of stuff comes at you because you get... Yeah, you've got like, the, the pots dropping and the little yep. dragon scooting across the floor. And and, and as with the, the huggers or the grippers, uh, any any contact that you have with any enemy or anything thrown at you 
or exploding near you uh, drains your energy, and some of it drains it really quickly. Right. Uh, and that's how you die in this game. Yeah, and you don't get it back. The problem is, like, it's just like you've got to make your way through the game, and when you... You get your energy back when you start a new level. Oh, sure, right, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, as you're going through, there's no power-ups you can pick no, up to say no, there's not. Back. And, and I found that with the bosses, well, the, the one boss that I did face, um, it was best just to run in as fast as you could and just start kicking and punching. Right. Uh, if you actually try to sort of engage him in any kind of real kung fu, you die pretty quickly. Yeah, because the first boss is this guy with a big stick. So you're fighting all these other guys on the first level where it's just people who want to hug you and guys who want to throw knives at you. Mm -hmm. And you basically just duck or jump to avoid the knives and then kick those guys. Um, but then you come up to the guy with the big stick and he just thumps you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, how disappointing. <laughs> so yeah, and a lot of it has to do with minimizing the amount of energy that you lose through the levels so that when you get there, you can take a shot or two from the boss as you're kicking his butt. Exactly, yes. And, and like we mentioned, that you, you can kick and you can punch. So you, it basically, it's a two-button game. You have a joystick. It's a four-way joystick. And you have two buttons one for kick, one for punch. and But when you push up, you jump. And if you jump or, or if you punch or kick while you're jumping, you're doing a a, a stronger version of those. And so sometimes, you can, yeah, so, like, so it's a way to get people in the air and that kind of stuff. And you get double points when you punch people versus kick them. So I found you get like 200 points for a regular punch. And the key is why I do the jumping ones is you're more likely to be able to get more guys at once. You get real combo points by using one punch or one kick and hitting multiple people. So the jump is really good for that. What I found was I was not able to consistently make that jump kick happen. Half the time, well, most of the time, uh, he would just sort of hop up in the air and then right into the arms of the gripper. <laughs> Maybe you were forgetting to say, yeah! <laughs> Maybe that was that's it. that's important yes. to say, yeah! <laughs> yes, I got to get that ki in there. <laughs> no, I, I just found the controls to be inconsistent um, and sort of added to the lessening of the experience for me right um but uh yeah that and and you get double points for the punching because you have to be closer when you do it yeah and so it's a little dangerous because you're right on the edge of being hugged right the bad <laughs> hug and so the first boss like we said you that you face is the stick fighter and then once you get to the end of the second floor you fight a guy who throws boomerangs at you so it's a boomerang guy um and he's i found just as easy as a stick guy because you wait for him to throw his boomerang and then you you move in to get him while well, that's flying. Then floor three, you fight a really tough guy who's this giant fellow. He's like twice as big as you um, and he's really hard just because he's like it, – it's hard to get in at him and stuff and just avoid kicking and that's really hard. And sometimes if I get past him and I get to the end of the fourth level, then you fight this guy who who's a magician. And he can double – he can like double himself and you don't know which is the real one and stuff and just – just completely destroys me. I can't, I can't even touch this guy. So I have yet to figure out the, the means to get past him. And, um, and I don't know. I, I presumably at the end of the fifth level, I'll, I'll meet this Mr. X who writes the wonderful letters. And <laughs> so and we'll see what he has. And I try not because I'm good enough to game to get at least that far in. And I've read that there's only the five levels. So, and then I guess it repeats. So I'd like to someday actually beat the fifth level without cheating and without looking at a walkthrough or anything so i'm trying to to leave it a little unknown at the moment but i've yet to ever even make it to the fifth floor so well someday Alas. i hope to make it to the fourth floor and third <laughs> right. floor i did make it to the second floor so and so okay so you may oh so before we get to scores though i'll talk about i was really frustrated for a while i was playing for a bit on i've been lent a uh an x X arcade, I guess they're called the big. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I've been let that tank stick with the oh the, the huge the, one with yeah, the, with the ball yeah the this massive thing oh. the size of a couch with a big <laughs> with a big trackball in the middle. Yep. So enormous. It, like, it's, it's called so, tank stick for a reason. And I, and I do actually I'm really enjoying it. Like I like playing with it, but it is, I guess it's an eight way joystick. 
And this game doesn't like it when I go into the corners. I found it was really finicky, and I played much worse on the tank stick than I did on a four-way joystick. So this hmm. game seems to suffer from the when you're pressing both up and and forward at the same time, and it would never do the one I want it to do. And yeah, so a, a big tip I think for this game would be to make sure you play with a four-way joystick. Well, I I have the X Arcade Duel, which is the, the the step down from the tank stick. But same same thing, I think, except without the trackball, right? Doesn't have the trackball, but I also played it on the the IK and my my X arcade is an eight way like yours, um, and the the IK I've got it modified so it's a four way and I didn't I didn't notice a difference in in the play there. Maybe it's just because I suck so badly that it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I'm definitely a four way kind of guy. Like the more I think about it, I'm, I'm in the middle of building a new main cabinet for myself in between my two actual cabinets, so I want to want to do another full stand-up meme construction of some sort. I've decided I'm just going with a, a with a four-way joystick, I think. All the games that I truly love are the serious old-school ones, and they're all four-ways. There, there are definitely games out there where, where eight-way or four-way four way makes a huge difference. Yeah, so, and I know there's joysticks where you can pull them up and twist or change things on the bottom to switch from eight-way to four-way. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll go with one of those instead. So I'd welcome people's advice. Maybe if Flax listening, he's, he's got a lot of experience in this, you can write <laughs> in and let us know. But I, I honestly, th- he, he, did you listen to his, his episode about yes, meme cabinets and talking about the giant control <laughs> panels with yeah. everything? Oh, I was killed. I was driving and listening to that. I only ran off the road. I was laughing so hard. Oh, so funny. Um, but it got me thinking about it. I, and I really, I just, I'm a four way, you know, couple of buttons kind of guy. Like mm-hmm. that's those, the games I love don't need 17, but I'm not a fighting game guy. So I don't need to press 30 buttons at once and stuff. Yeah, and that's but that's always my big frustration with the fighting games is is the how many buttons you have to push to get a good combo and the joystick mm-hmm. directions. And I'm just I'm old and I don't have the reflexes anymore. And, um, <laughs> and that's going to be our podcast slogan. <laughs> no quarter. We're old and we don't have the reflexes, yes, uh, and yet we review these games. <laughs> Kung Fu Master was developed by Nihon Busan, a name that we recognize from Crazy Climber. Oh, I was going to say, boy, that's ringing a bell. Why? Ah, I don't even have to Google it. That's why. Well, Crazy, I got to say, as much as I actually like this game, Crazy Climber is way better. Oh, yeah. I, Crazy I Climber. Crazy Climber is so good. The game was licensed uh, to IREM, who released uh, released a, uh, the licensed version. They also created their own version. I'm not sure what the differences were, if there were any. This game features a Z80 CPU at 3.072 megahertz, as well as an M6803 at 894.886 kilohertz. It has two AY38910A sound chips and two MSM5205 sound chips at 384 kilohertz. That's an odd combo, though. A Z80 and an M6803. I bet you the M6803 was just used for sound. Uh, I would imagine that that it was that it was because I think this one has a standalone soundboard. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking because that's such a strange combo that it's got to be that the main CPO was just the Z80 and they were offloading because they're not going to be using the 6803 as a like a dedicated GPU or something. So it's got to have been a sound chip. Anyway, just just thinking aloud. And as far as I can tell, there was only the stand-up cabinet released. I, I can't find any reference to a cocktail or any other version of the cabinet. I read as well and got a copy of the manual, and it only talked – at least the manual I got was seemed to be for a dedicated stand-up machine and didn't seem to even talk about other versions. So. Okay. Well, that wraps up all that I have to say about the game. Character? Well, there's not much else to say. Uh, in Japan, I think it was called Spartan X. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of info on the net is actually under Spartan X rather than under 
uh, Kung Fu Master, but really the exact same game. That's just what it was called over there, I guess. Yes, and it was actually based on a Japanese novel of the same name, Spartanx. I, whatever, it was based on, <laughs> on, it was totally Game of Death, unless Game of Death was based on that same novel. But there's no way I played this game, I'm like, I, I've seen this movie, I've seen this movie a whole bunch of times. I also find it funny that, well, you're the Kung Fu Master, you're, you're only a red belt. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you know, like, so. Well, maybe you earn your black belt by meeting Mr. Or beating oh, Mr. maybe. Actually, yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe that's <laughs> something I, I will find out one day in the future. Um, but it is a game I, I think, well, it's unpolished. It definitely, uh, it rewards a lot of play. Like, I've put a lot of time into this game and I used to be terrible at it. Like, I wouldn't, I, when I first started playing this game back in the arcade, I wouldn't get through, I wouldn't get past the first boss. Like I did not get my quarters worth at all. And it took a long time to sort of develop the rhythm for it and when, and you sort of just get into the zone with it. So it is a game that you can get better at if you play it. Well, it did take me several hours of play, um, and probably 25 or 30 quarters just to get past that boss the first time. And then once I did that, it was fairly easy to continue getting past that boss. Right. So I imagine if I put, if I invested more hours into it, I would be able to, okay, figure out the rhythm of the second floor and so forth. And but so of course, on. if you're not enjoying the game, you're not going to put yeah, those kind of hours. I, I just, yeah. I mean, there are, there are so many other arcade games out there that I want to play more than this. Name them. <laughs> I will name every single one of them and you will listen, Carrington. <laughs> I will listen. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate this game. I just, I don't see myself playing a lot more of it because there's other stuff I want to play more than this. If this were the only arcade game in the world, then yes, I would play it again. That would be a sad world and we'd have a short show. <laughs> Welcome to episode only. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of favorite games and things like that, I forgot to mention during a feedback section that, that Oliver Guinart, who Olivier Guinart, who's written in a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, also wrote in to mention that uh, we apparently have 10 or 15 favorite titles on our top five list now. So I have at least that many. <laughs> I got 10 or 15 top one. It wouldn't be a top five list if we only had five favorites See, on See, I think list. he doesn't realize I'm doing it in metric, which is a magical oh, sort of number system that means it, anything I yeah. want. Well, I was going to say it would confuse us Americans, <laughs> but I don't think he's an American. No, exactly. So <laughs> I think he's actually French Canadian. <laughs> oh, well then, yes. Yeah. We'll yeah. see past my, my, my metric shenanigans. It wouldn't be a bad idea to do something like that, to, to rank or have a top five of the games we've played so far that we could keep on the site and then keep cycling them as we put new ones in or something. I'm really fickle, though. Every week I'd be moving them around. <laughs> to go along with those show notes that we're still working. Hey, show notes do work, baby. You can head over to uh, uh, monsterfeet.com slash no quarter and see our show notes. Although I did have a couple of people write in to say, we only ever are going to have a couple of links at most as show notes. They could have all just fit on that same first page we had to start with. Didn't need to be dedicated pages. Like this week, I guess we'll have one show note. <laughs> That's why I haven't really been all that adamant about pinning us down to you know, making sure we get it because really, who cares? I mean, you can search this stuff on Google, so. But ours will be better. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. There was a sequel uh, released in Japan for the 8-bit Famicom. Uh, apparently, it played just like the original, except that it had better graphics, uh, more varied locations, such as a plane and a warehouse and that sort of thing. Yeah, this would have benefited, I think, as much as going through the pagoda is kind of interesting, this would have benefited from having each level be a different setting, I think, so that you feel like you're really progressing instead of just, hey, I'm walking back and it's new, a couple of new bad guys. It would have been nice if the background was suddenly an airplane hangar, hangar or a field or a jungle or whatever. I think the game would have been improved by that. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that's correct. Yeah, because I made a very good point. Now you're, you, well, of course you did. <laughs> now, you, as you're fighting your way through the pagoda, you're also fighting against a timer. Um, so as you, as you start a level, it starts at 2000 and counts down. 
I never got to the point where it got to zero, so I don't know if you die, but the more time that you have on the timer when you reach the end of the floor, the bigger bonuses when you move up to the next level. And it makes sense it would have a timer, though, because otherwise you could just stand still on the first level and just fight off wave after wave of grippers. And just get a billion points because, like, you could stay and that be, if you don't move very far, even the knife fighter throwers don't come at you. So you could simply stand there and go, I'm going to spend the next 35 hours here um, and just get a high score. So I think that's why. Right. Well, this isn't a, a game where it has a set number of enemies per floor. Um, no, they just keep coming. They'll just keep coming in, in, until you either die or move forward. So, right. Uh, and speaking of points, Carrington, let's hear it. I got, in fact, I tweeted about how real Kung Fu masters get remarkably round <laughs> scores because my best score was 81,000 even, 81,000 and then zero, <laughs> zero, zero. It was an awesomely round score, I thought. So, in fact, I even when I posted my screenshot, I posted the zoom in on the score because it was so round. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Yes. And what about you, Mike? How'd uh, you do on level I didn't, two? I didn't come anywhere near that. And I don't care enough about this game to even be bothered a little bit <laughs> by the fact that I only got 28,690 points. That's still not too bad. Um, I, I thought you were going to okay. say something like, you know, 5,000 or something. Oh, goodness, no. Well, because it does seem that you can you can easily get about 20,000 a floor, I guess. Some of those you're... early games, uh, yeah, I, that's that's what I did average. Um, and, and part of the problem is if you get grabbed by the grippers and they're draining your energy... Uh, you don't get any points for shaking them off. Yeah, and and it's such a pain. Every time I get grabbed, I just think, and there goes my score, because they're going to take away so much energy, it's so much less likely I'll make it to the end of that floor. It's getting grabbed is the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, well, I mean, it got to a point where I was, where if they grabbed me, I just let them die and start over. Right. Because it really wasn't, I really didn't feel that there was a point to continuing any further than that. Right. Um, then that was before I kind of figured out, okay, this is the rhythm of the game. So then I got better at shaking them off as soon as they grabbed me and you lose less energy that way. So, right. Now this is a game that was ported to like every home system, it seems, but I don't think I played it on any of them. Did you ever play any of the ports of this? Like, on, like there was an Apple II port. I know. I did not know that. When I think of a game like this on the Apple II, my mind goes to, to Karateka or Karateka or however you pronounce it. I pronounce it properly, Karataka. I don't care what the guy who made it says. <laughs> yes. I, that's the way it was pronounced. But yeah, I, oh, I completely agree, And which is a, a vastly superior game, one yeah. of the all-time great games. Uh, yeah. 100%. I, I, I was not even aware that this showed up on the Apple II or any, or any, yeah, any other I think platform. it was a Data East or Data East, however it's pronounced. That makes sense. It was kind of a crap game, and they did crap ports of crap games. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, like somebody should just do a podcast about bad <laughs> Data East games because – Nothing says this game is not worth the money like that. <laughs> oh, that was a notoriously yeah. awful brand for, for at least for Apple II stuff. I yeah, just ignored it. Was, it was junk. Avoided anything with their brand on it. So, Me too. Yeah. But I think it, I think this was a, a big thing on home computers and like in the day, like I, I can't think of a system this wasn't ported to, but I also can't think of when I played it on. So. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I, I don't, I you know, I, I had a lot of friends with different computers and, and um consoles growing up and i don't remember any of them having this game i think it was really popular on the nes for some reason but hmm. uh, again i never played it on that either so no ports um so yeah there's not a lot to say about this game i think it's more famous for being first than for being like remarkably amazing although we did get a lot of feedback from people who instantly recognized it from the yeah sound just love saying that <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so i think it was a game that was very popular with some people i just i guess it didn't super resonate with either of us it's also very pink. 
It's such a pink game, like such a remarkably pink background on this thing. Yeah, there was no nostalgia for me on this game at all. Yeah, and there was a bit for me because I did play it back in the day, but I used to be so bad at it that I didn't play it much because I simply couldn't get my quarters worth. There will always be a machine just down the aisle that I could play twice as long on. Um, so it was just about that. This game's difficulty was ratcheted up a little bit too too much for, for young Carrington. So, <laughs> alas. Ah, oh, well. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> but you know what? There's always another game, isn't there, Mike? Indeed there is. And here's a sample of what we're going to be talking about next week. I can't believe you chose that game. Well, I only chose it because people kept asking for it. Ah, people are foolish. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so, but they want us to talk about this one. Okay, and you know what else they want us to talk about, Mike? What's that, Karen? They want to talk about who the winner of our contest is. We have a contest? In fact, I almost (laughs) forgot and we would have wrapped it up and not done it. We probably would have, and then we would have gone back to record that segment and forgot to include it again. I wouldn't wouldn't have put it in. (laughs) But let's actually, so we've got 41 potential winners, potential winners, and and they are now going to fight to the death. Kung Fu (laughs) style. Yeah! No, we are going to randomly draw one. So I thought we would do, um, let me randomize. I've got a little Excel spreadsheet. I can randomize stuff. So pick some number, I don't know, higher than 5,000. 384,261.5. 384,261.5. You're killing me. I'm going to go with 261. There's okay. no points. I'm modding this. <laughs> so, uh, wait, what was the number again? <laughs> and that means our winner is Erhart Cole. Erhart Cole, uh, who sent us email. And the email simply says, my contest entry. Okay. <laughs> Not a very exciting entry, but Erhart, you have won yourself. Oh, he's from Germany. Ah. On the bottom, he says that he's in Germany. So that's exciting. So very nice. Congratulations, Mr. Cole. We will send you the book in Germany. I will send him email to get, uh, I don't have any other contact but email. So I will send him email to get your address, Erhart. And congratulations on winning a copy of the Atari book about fun. I can't never remember the title, but uh, but exciting. Business is fun. That was it. Podcasting is fun too. So yes, Earhart Cole. I believe, I guess it's Cole. Um, uh, so yes, so it, well done, Earhart, and thank you for entering, and thank you to everybody for entering. Like it really, as much as we use this as a way to like sort of promote people to write in, a lot of people do write in every week anyway, and and it, you know, just a, a like on Facebook or um, like a, a quick tweet or something just means the world. Like I love knowing that people actually listen to these shows. And you know, somebody who goes on on iTunes and like clicks five stars and leaves them. They're my favorite people ever. <laughs> Next contest should just be like, we'll pick from people who posted on because <laughs> it just because that helps people find the show, which is always nice. You know, share share the joy with others. But honestly, the fact that you li- li- you listen is enough. It's amazing that people listen to us blather about this. So. Yeah, well, we love making these, and, and it's it's nice to hear that. that no, people... we were court ordered. Don't lie, Mike. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know why we're compelled here. Compelled to do this. No, we do enjoy making <laughs> these a lot, and uh, it's nice to hear that uh, people enjoy listening. Yes, even when we play a game that Mike doesn't like and I kick his ass at. And that happens quite a bit. <laughs> it's my favorite type of game. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was very fun. I look forward to next week's game. As do I. And um, I'll see you next week. See you guys later. You've been listening to No Quarter, the classic arcade podcast. Feedback to the show can be sent to noquarter at monsterfeet.com. And like all Monster Feet podcasts, the original material in this episode has been released to the public domain.